0: That's investher, H-E-R, con.com, promo code 100, best ever to get $100 off your ticket. You
1: can have tenants that have great fancy websites and look really nice and they've got all the branding. They can be in the really high visible shopping centers. But if they've got two or three stars and bad reviews and people don't like them, They're not going to be doing that great. They're not going to have the capital to grow into another location.
0: It's that time of year again, tax season. How are you doing on tax season? How's that treating you so far? Well, if you have a lot of receipts and you're organizing things like your income and expenses and creating reports and you're also trying to keep up to date with the new tax reform this year there's a lot of deductions that we can take to maximize return and there's a lot of strategies that we need to make sure we're aware of are you optimizing for the tax laws well our sponsor stessa teamed up with the top real estate cpas to offer you the ultimate rental property tax guide and i've read it This is the ultimate rental property tax guide. I'm talking about they've got everything covered from opportunity zones to entity selection to establishing a home office, travel expenses, what type of travel expenses are deductible, real estate strategies, tax strategies, capital improvements versus repairs. I mean, this is the ultimate rental property tax guide and you can get it for free by going to stessa.com forward slash best taxes you have to sign up for an account but the account is free so when you sign up for a free stessa account you will get this guide this is worth its weight in gold for sure go to stessa.com s-t-e-s-s-a.com forward slash best taxes and when you work with stessa stessa is a tool that helps every rental property owner track, manage, and communicate the performance of our real estate investment. So it's going to save a lot of time during tax season, but then also through the rest of the season as we go and grow our rental portfolio and optimize that. So go to stessa.com forward slash best taxes. Get that ultimate rental property tax guide. Best ever listeners, how you doing? Welcome to the best real estate investing advice ever show. I'm Joe Fairless. This is the world's longest running daily real estate investing podcast. We only talk about the best advice ever. We don't get into any of that fluffy stuff with us today. Bethany Babcock, how you doing, Bethany?
1: I'm doing well. Thanks for having me.
0: Yeah, my pleasure. Nice to have you on the show and a little bit about Bethany. She is the founder and co-owner of Foresight Commercial Real Estate, which is a full-service real estate firm in San Antonio, Texas, named one of the top 10 brokers in San Antonio in the categories of leasing and investment sales. With that being said, Bethany, you want to give the best several listeners a little bit more about your background and your current focus?
1: Sure. Thanks for having me. So we are a full-service firm here in San Antonio, started about four years ago started my career in management and leasing by going on the wrong job interview and kind of landed in commercial real estate. And then I ended up going into investment sales, working at Marcus and Millichap for about five years. And then after that, decided to branch out and start a full service brokerage firm here in San Antonio along with Chad Kennedy.
0: A wrong interview. What happened?
1: I was working. I was 18 years old. I got sent to a temp agency and the temp agency said, hey, you know what? We've got a job interview lined up for you. I went to it. They told me it was an insurance firm and I was just going to do something administrative. Ended up going to the interview and they said, no, they lined up the wrong candidates. And it was actually a commercial real estate firm for an owner here in town that owned quite a few office buildings and shopping centers. So I interviewed anyways and got the job.
0: (laughs) That's awesome. And with your five years at Marcus Milchap in investment sales, I know that can be a lot of hard work, especially at Marcus Milchap with their process with constantly following up with people. What were some takeaways you got from that experience?
1: It was a really amazing experience. I really do recommend it for anybody that's looking to get into commercial real estate because they just kind of throw you in and you got to sink or swim. And and really the success of the experience will hinge on whether or not you have a good mentor, which I did. And it's really a phenomenal opportunity because you get to talk to so many investors and learn about all the different strategies that people have. And you get to see their successes and their failures and learn from all of those. And it's really an incredible opportunity to be able to see things from that perspective, something you wouldn't get in the classroom or reading any books.
0: What made your mentor good?
1: Time. He spent a lot of time with us and a lot of time with the client, but he's very much a one-on-one person with different people that he's mentoring. So he doesn't take a lot of mentees. And the thing that I admire the most about him was the fact that he put his clients first. And it was really clear, even during the recession, when things were really, really tough and everyone was struggling to put food on their table and we specialized in retail. so You can only imagine how much fun that was. He would consistently put the client first and say, hey, you know what, we're going to wait on selling. I think it's opportunities around the corner for it to improve. Clients really respected him for that. And I admired that a lot. and He made him a great mentor.
0: Mm-hmm. And how did you get connected with them?
1: I actually went in and I was planning on doing office because that's kind of what I had done originally. And they kind of make you choose a product type when you're starting. Mm -hmm. I thought, you know, I'll focus on office. And when I met him, I knew I needed a good mentor and I thought he's the best of the best. And so I said, I'll do retail if that means I can be his mentee.
0: So I switched over to retail. Oh, okay. And now with the firm that you founded, what is y'all's focus?
1: Probably 80% of what we do is retail. We have some office, a little bit of industrial as well. The vast majority is retail. And we have a, a really active property management and leasing division. And as of last year, my mentor came over and joined us full time and he's running our investment sales division and we have a very successful investment sales team.
0: Oh, wow. Nice. Comes full circle. Yeah. With retail, tell us more about that industry. We know what the headlines say. So what are you seeing?
1: Well, I think it's really actually an exciting time to be in retail. And yeah, there's a lot of negativity and people focus on the big box. A lot of those concepts, in my opinion, are failing because poor business practice, a lot of debt. And really, when you're looking at it, the smaller guys are thriving. Everything from the internet and social media is really actually leveling the playing field, in my opinion, and allowing a lot of local guys the opportunity to just thrive and show off their products and be able to Compete, and it's really fun to see those guys do well and exceed and excel. I'm sorry, in this environment, so I think it's an exciting time to be in retail. Yeah, it's, it's changing quite a bit. We're not seeing the focus on anchors; we're seeing the focus on experience and the environment that a shopping center creates. But it's all good change, and I'm excited.
0: Mm-hmm. What separates a good retail broker from a great retail broker?
1: <laughs> That's a good question. I would say integrity first and foremost. After that, I would say persistence. Having someone be able to just stay on top of things is really the challenge when you've got a lot of irons in the fire and being able to focus. But persistence wins a lot of times, and that that can make the difference.
0: Can you tell us a story of a time where in your role as retail broker, you were needing to be persistent, and it paid off?
1: Sure. There was a time when I had first started the firm, and I really wanted to be associated with nicer projects. Usually when you're starting, you have to just take whatever and prove your way and kind of go up the food chain by taking higher quality properties. And there was one particular project I really, really wanted to work on. It was a beautiful class A construction deal. And it was really visible. And I was like, if I can get associated with that, the firm will start off on a great foot. So I told the owner, the developer, I said, hey, hire me. I'll do it for free. I just want to be associated (laughs) with it. And he laughed at me. He said, you have no idea what you were asking this is going to take up every minute of your time. It's going to consume your life for the next few years. This is pre-leasing an unanchored center and you have no idea what you're asking. I thought, I do, I do. Just give it to me. I'll do it. I promise I'll do a good job. And he was right. I had no clue what I was offering. (laughs) And he was gracious enough to not take me up on the offer to do it for free and was generous and paid me. But I just had to be consistently available on that project and I had to be very proactive, and that was a a really fun opportunity because it was a great project, but because it was unanchored, the only way to get it done was to go out and talk to tenants directly every day, all day long, for years, and it finally got leased up, and it's a very successful project, and I'm really proud to have been able to work on it, but I look back, and I kind of shake my head. I'm like, the owner was correct. I had no clue what I was offering (laughs) to do at the time.
0: Oh, wow, but you're glad you did it.
1: No doubt. Yes, I definitely. It showed that we were able to take on some high quality projects and I didn't have to start off in the abandoned warehouses and the sketchy parts of town. So.
0: Mm-hmm. What is involved? Please talk to us a little bit more about the work that's involved when you take over a project for a client. Tell us about what you're supposed to do and what do you do? Sure.
1: Well, it really depends on the project, if it's something that's already that built way. or not we'll, built.
0: We'll go with that one, yeah. that project specifically.
1: Okay, so when it comes to something that's not built yet, it, you're selling a product that doesn't exist, and you're selling the vision, and you're trying to explain to tenants, and no one wants to be the first mover, because their first question can be, well, who's the anchor, or who's the other tenant? Someone mm-hmm. has to be first, and you have to get someone on board and excited about it. So it's a lot of selling the vision and trying to take them out to so that and look, this is a potential for the area. This is the developer's vision. This is how you fit into it. And trying to get those pieces in place. Once you get the first couple people in place, it really clicks in really quick and it can get leased up if it's the right project. But getting those first players in is really the hardest part. I
0: imagine those first players are also very important from a marketing standpoint, because if you pick the wrong first players, then you could sync the whole thing because then they'll be like, well, who's in it? Oh, a bookstore? A mom-and-pop bookstore? Hmm, I don't know about that.
1: Definitely. And we were really fortunate because our developer had that particular project. He had a great reputation in the market for being a good developer and tenants believed in the project. But there's a lot of people that are pre-leasing out there, and then they never build it. So a lot of people are like, I'm not going to mess with the lease negotiation if you're not going to be able to actually build it. Um, and we have that yeah. problem a lot in our market. So you're kind of fighting against that. But I had a good developer that I was working with on that one. The other thing that made it really he was... The tenants that we went to, just like you said, if we leased it to the wrong one, it could kill the project. So we looked a lot at reviews. and We didn't just focus on the national because we were only a mile away from a cluster of power centers where most of the nationals already were. So for this particular case, we had to be really creative and go and find a local and regional chain that the reviews were off the chart. People were excited about it. And we'd approach them and be like, are you guys ready for your second, third, or fourth location? And we had to kind of take a little bit different of approach since we weren't going to get that one national.
0: How many businesses moved into this shopping center?
1: At the top of my head, I'd say about 20.
0: About 20? hmm You did have your work cut out for you. <laughs> Who was the first one? I know you remember the first one.
1: Yeah, the first one was in a pizza chain here in San Antonio.
0: A pizza chain, a local pizza chain?
1: Yeah, and they had a couple of locations. But the reason that we approached them, actually, is I found them, believe it or not, on Yelp. Their reviews were off the charts. People loved them and got excited about them. And I thought, I've never seen this place that's drive right by my house. And I saw they were doing really well in a bad location. Mm-hmm. And I thought, well, if they can do well with no visibility, no traffic, nothing drawing them there, they will kill it if I can put them on the hard corner of one of the fastest growing markets in San Antonio. Mm-hmm. So I went to them about it. And it, it took about three or four times to finally get to the right point of contact. But then I told them, I was like, look, if you can do well here, imagine what your second or third location can do. And these locations, when developers building two projects at the time, he ended up going to both of them. And he took the first spot, and then we had to get, end up getting five tenants that we had to get in place before we were able to actually start turning dirt. And once the dirt started turning, people saw it, and they realized this was going to be a fun place with some good chains that were already established. It got done pretty quickly thereafter.
0: Was that your primary way of doing initial research, is looking on Yelp?
1: <laughs> uh Well, not primary, but it was an important part of it. Sure, yeah, I like to look and see what people are excited about. You can have tenants that have great fancy websites and look really nice and they've got all the branding, they can be in the really high-visible shopping centers. But if they've got two or three stars and bad reviews and people don't like them, they're not going to be doing that great. They're not going to have the capital to grow into another location and they're probably not going to survive in the end.
0: Mm -hmm. If you were mentoring a broker who's – entering the retail industry, what are some things you'd make sure to tell him or her?
1: Focus on the relationship more than anything. It's really easy to get caught up in the deal. And especially when you're first starting, like, I got to make that buck. I got to get that first deal done. But plant the seeds for years three, four, and five. A lot of the deals that I'm working on today were things that were planted five, six, seven years ago. And you just have to be in it for the long run. Mm -hmm. It's not a short end deal. The other thing I would say is keep your lifestyle in check doesn't seem like real estate advice, but most of the failures I see in the industry really are because investors or agents have cash flow needs pertaining to their lifestyle more than anything.
0: Yep. Based on your experience as a real estate professional, what is your best real estate investing advice ever?
1: I would say it would go back to that. Keep your lifestyle in check. Mm -hmm. Uh, Really, if you have this lifestyle creep, it restrains your cash and cash is king and you're not able to invest. You're not able to stay in the business. It can take you out quicker than anything. And for some people, I would say Mary Wright as well. You know, if you have a frugal spouse, it can really help extend your life in this deal as well.
0: So I'm guessing it's going to be this Class A project that you volunteered for initially. You got paid, but you initially volunteered for. If it's this one, then what's the next one? What's the most challenging project you've worked on?
1: Let's see. That would be the first one would probably be key there. But other than that, when I first started in the business when I was 18, 19 years old, I started as an admin and they quickly put me into leasing fortunately because I was a horrible admin but they let me go into leasing and it was a tough assignment because it was a class C or B minus office building with a bad reputation in town for not fixing things mm. and it was really a challenge to get it leased up and I had my work cut out for me but eventually we were able to get it done but it was an uphill battle and then after I got to prove myself through those ones I got to be on better projects but I had to kind of pay my dues with some more challenging properties in the beginning.
0: We're going to do a lightning round. You ready for the best ever lightning round? Sure. All right, let's do it. First, a quick word from our best ever partners. Stessa is the essential tool for tracking your rental properties, and it's going to save you a tremendous amount of time during tax season. Stessa organizes all of your rental property financials and automatically creates all the reports you need to file your tax return. And Stessa teamed up with the top real estate CPAs to offer you, best ever listeners, the ultimate rental property tax guide to help you maximize your deductions. Get that copy when you sign up for an account. The account's free. So get the copy by going to stessa.com forward slash best taxes. That's dot com forward slash best taxes. Are you ready to close more deals and officially seal your financial freedom? The Dwellin' Show with Ola Dantis discloses the most innovative real estate investing strategies to kickstart your quest to financial freedom. Go listen at com forward slash show. That's com forward slash show. Best ever book you've recently read? See,
1: I'm kind of a junkie for all business books. I love them all. I would say I like all the Zig Ziglar books and John Maxwell books, Patrick Lincioni. It's hard for me to narrow it down to just one. I just finished reading The Ideal Team Player. I thought that was great.
0: Who's the third person you said? Patrick who? Lincioni.
1: I hope I'm pronouncing his name right.
0: Patrick. Okay. It's a new name for me. I hadn't come across him before. What's the best ever transaction you've been a part of? That's a good question.
1: I was really fortunate to be not the primary agent on it, but be involved in a transaction where we were able to do a... uh, portfolio of grocery stores when I was at Mark Smilchop. And that was really exciting because I think the buyer and the seller already knew each other, but the uh, team was able to create a competitive environment to really drive the price up and get the best price for the owner. And in the end that deal, some of these deals can drag on for years and that deal ended up closing in like all cash in 10 days. It was really unusual and a lot of fun to be a part of.
0: <laughs> What's a mistake you've made on a transaction?
1: Where to begin? <laughs> <laughs> I've made a lot of mistakes over the years. Um, I would say not acknowledging my shortcomings and bringing on partners. If I know now that if I'm not the most skilled and I don't know that particular product type or I don't really know that particular property, it's in everybody's best interest, including my own, just to bring someone on that is, that can fill in those gaps and to be able to work within our strengths and weaknesses. I think that's really important.
0: Best ever way you'd like to give back?
1: I love serving on the board of Adult and Teen Challenge of Texas, and I'm really passionate about the work they do and they are a drug rehabilitation program. Aside from that, I love mentoring college-age kids on how to avoid student loans and set up a career path and stay out of debt.
0: And how can the best-ever listeners learn more about what you got going on?
1: They can visit our website at foresightcre.com, and that's F-O-R-E-S-I-T-E-C-R-E.com, and then our office number is 210-816-2734.
0: I loved hearing the story of the Class A project where you found 20 tenants and the challenges that came with that and how you approached the solution and just the idea of starting out strong with a nice product and then just figuring out to make it work regardless of what you got paid. And fortunately, you did get paid, but I'm sure you got paid more in the life experience than any. Commission, you could have received, but I'm sure it was also nice to get the commission. <laughs> get the commission. Yeah,
1: honestly, if I hadn't gotten a dollar, I still would have gone back and done it. It was that right. worth it.
0: Well, thank you so much, Bethany, for being on the show. Really appreciate you spending some time with us and teaching us some things that you've come across. Hope you have the best ever day, and we'll talk to you soon.
1: Okay, great. Thank you so much for having me.
0: Are you ready to close more deals and officially seal your financial freedom? The Dwellen Show with Ola Dantis discloses the most innovative real estate investing strategies to kickstart your quest to financial freedom. Go listen at www.dwellen.com forward slash show. That's dwellynncom forward slash show.